Hello, and welcome Hi. to the Way Family Podcast. Hello. I'm here with my wife. Hey. We're just sitting, and now we're going to try to get some funk. I don't know why I said that. We're just <laughs> Now we're just going to try to get a little energized, because it's 9.33 p.m. on a Sunday night, and we have to publish this tomorrow, because that's what we promised. So let's do this. Here we go. Are you ready? I don't right. know. Am I? Get all your yawns out right now. <laughs> Welcome. Hello. Thank you for being here today. Mm-hmm. You know what the movie that's from? Princess Diaries. Yes. Way to go. Oh, I, that's kind of embarrassing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, me! But no, you had you grew up with sisters. Three sisters. Yep. Three younger sisters and so. a mom. So yeah. Okay. Well, shall we begin this week's episode by yes talking about our week? Um. Yes. So a couple things happened this week. Why don't we just do it oh. joint? Why don't we do it joint? Oh, okay. Joint week. Okay. So Monday morning. Not like, okay, Monday mornings are, everyone says Monday mornings are the worst. Then maybe they are for some people. But, you know, we try to have a positive thing around here and try to be positive, okay? Monday morning comes. This is what I wake up to. Zach saying, somebody stole your identity on Instagram. <laughs> is it, wait, is that actually what I texted you? You did not text me. You were standing right there and you were like looking at your phone and you're like, somebody stole your identity on Instagram and you showed me. And this girl from Germany, I actually don't know if it was a girl or a guy, but there was somebody that had made a profile with my first name and my maiden name, last my maiden last name, and um, they were just posting pictures of me and that I had taken a long time ago and basically pretending that it was them, and they were like, like and my, my photos too, and Zach's photos, and it was like they were trying, they were just like portraying our life, basically, they like. They well, were saying, no, like, they had made up their own life. Well, yeah, but they were saying, like, this is their life. Every, like, the, the my pictures of when Forrest was in my belly, they were saying, like, oh, I just found out I was pregnant at six months and blah, 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 blah. It was in German. So, like, when you push, like, C translation, it's not, like, probably the best translation. So, it sounded funny. But, um, yeah, it was very creepy. And then, like, she, like, it was just all those really, really, like, special photos from, like, the very beginning of Forrest's life. And um, it just made me so mad. Like, if she's just, like, weirdly obsessed with me and steals pictures of me, that's fine. But it's, like, pictures of Forrest. And then it's, like, that kind of thing makes me want to delete everything. Well, yeah, and, and it was pictures that I had posted of you and your friends. And there was pictures of you and your sisters. And, and she made up, or the person made up stuff for all of them. She made up names for my sisters. She made up everything. And backstories. And backstories. It's, like, the the amount of detail that went into this thinking was, like, so creepy like it's just creepy so basically instagram shut it down because we reported it i filed an official report i had to attach a picture of my id it was like official so they got shut down i was really really glad because that's just so eerie it's like and they had been doing it since september yeah and so somebody that listens to the podcast told us about it so thank you whoever you are that was so nice of you thank you for telling us and the 
the thing that was weird was it's like you know on those creepy murder shows when they like walk into the house and there's like a thousand pictures of like this one person (laughs) it it was like a little bit like that but to a way lesser degree and i don't know (laughs) it's just like that it was just like very odd if you want to steal someone else's photos and pretend that you're that person like that's one thing but if you're going to steal pictures of someone's family and like pretend that that is your kid and their baby yeah, yeah. like their kid that was that it just makes me super mad what what I was my that. name again marvin martin martin we kept on calling zach martin for like the rest of the week like martin do you have class tonight <laughs> Yeah, so... It's just... And a lot of people said, like, well, that must be flattering. Like, somebody really, really likes you and, like, enough to, like, copy you. Like, no, that's not flattering. It's one thing if someone says, hey, I really like this about you and I admire that. Good job. Whatever, you know. But if they just steal your pictures or steal your ideas, that's not flattering. That's, like, that's not flattering to anybody i mean maybe well, somebody but maybe they were just fantasizing about being married to me maybe and that's what it was all about that's probably what it was actually little do they know <laughs> what I, I don't know what i was gonna say <laughs> next i'm sure that's probably what not what the thing was but it's <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay i really i don't even want to try to get inside of their mind you know like i, I just don't yeah but it's just the the amount of detail that was in all these things. They really like everyone. Every single post had like a long caption about very detailed stuff. Like one was just a selfie of me with braided hair, and the the comment was something like, "Um, oh, I'm I'm taking up too much room in the bed, and my husband can't sleep, so here I am on the couch at four a.m. And what else is there to do but braid my hair?" It's like what? Like what? I just. I I don't want to talk about it anymore. But anyways, it, that's over. They canceled. They shut down their account like the next day, I think. And so way to go, Instagram, for being on top of that. Now, it did just... take a long time, though. Like it, like it was the next day. The next, but when you're like, you keep checking to mm-hmm. see if it's there, and you're like, oh, it's still there. I know. Oh my gosh, are they gonna do anything? And like, and there was a lot of people reporting it too from. Like, we posted on our Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that are like, I reported for you. So thank you, everyone who did that. That probably brought more attention to the case, and that's why it got solved so fast. But you had... A lot of people said that they couldn't report it because it wasn't them. Well, you can report it for, like, bullying or something else, but you can't report it for, like, somebody cop... Like, somebody's stealing someone else's photos, unless right. it's you're the one who's being impersonated. Right. So, so it's sad that that's even like a category to pick on Instagram. Someone being impersonated. Like, right. why is that even like, why do people do that? Oh, anyways, we already talked about this for longer than I wanted to. But that happened on Monday and Tuesday. So that was weird. Yeah. And then on, I think it was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We, I went woke to up Target. with $7 in the bank account. No, just let me tell the story. Okay. How it actually happened. Okay. I went to Target because I had to get a prescription and I had to get a, um, I had to get diapers for Forrest and I looked in our bank account and we had $27 in our bank account and I was like, huh? At Forrest, I was just that, huh? <laughs> Never mind. Anyways, um, and I'm like, um, what happened? What is going on? So basically... I looked at all at like the recent charges and it was a ton of stuff that we did not 
by. There was like a hotel charge on there. There was like a lot of different restaurants on there and stuff. And it's like, we don't go to restaurants and we have not been to a hotel in a very long time. And just like all this stuff, there's like wig, a wig purchase, um, a couple other things, but it was just a bunch of stuff that was like, I know we didn't do this. So basically we figured out that someone had somehow gotten our card info, not, they didn't steal our cards because we have all our cards still. Somehow they got our info and they were just spending money left and right. But I didn't, I was like, how could they do that? Like, how could they just get our card numbers and then spend money at like Arby's? You know, but Zach knows. How do they do it? I don't know. I, oh. I actually don't know. But there's this thing called phishing or numbers phishing. I don't know. Basically, like, sometimes people will set up fake scanners and they will scan your card at, like, a gas station. Or like a swiper. Like a swiper. And the, then they they won't run they won't run the charge. They'll just keep the numbers. And then they will pay cash for the the transaction later after you've left and then get your so card sneaky. numbers and then they take it to someone and then they embed the card numbers in the magnetic strip and put on a different name and then they just go crazy. <laughs> or sometimes it happens where they'll um, put in a scanner on top of a scanner outside of ATMs or like a gas pumps or um, ATMs outside what of banks. What the heck? Maybe it was like a at the gas station or something. Yeah. So if you notice know. anything loose at an outside ATM or gas station Don't where the scanner it. is, do not use it. So then I was like, oh, frick, dude. Hannah's, someone's impersonating Hannah online. We mm-hmm. just got our, all of our money is gone and someone has our card info and like I had never dealt with that before, so I mm-hmm. called my bank, and we had to run through. It was like a long conversation, and I was like, no, that's not us. No, that's not us. No, that's not us. No, that's not us. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although I would have liked to stay. Where did they stay? Uh, like a Hampton Inn and Suites or something. Yeah. And I was thinking, um, like, I want to find this person and track them down. And yep. Find like send them a message or something like that, or just be waiting outside for them, <laughs> steal their car or something like that. The but. thing that is like crazy to me is I know this is a very common thing and it happens to people like all the time, and these people just get away with it. Like those people just got like they got a free hotel, they got free food at so many restaurants, they got a free wig. Like they just got away with that stealing money, and they're not probably ever going to get caught you know like no one's going to investigate that and this happens so often yeah and like, that's why, why i wanted to be the the arm of the law the vigilante the vigilante yeah you should batman i was i was honestly thinking about it you know how i let my mind wander sometimes yeah. and one of the restaurants that they went to we thought was in santa clarita but you can't really see like we could see the Arby store number and the gas station. I just that searched they like the nearest restaurant like that, and it was like not anywhere near us. So I was like, I know that this is not us. But the closest one was Santa Clarita. That doesn't mean that they were there though. So I was thinking about driving down there and finding out what room they were in. But that would have been funny. Yeah, it just is a bummer, man. People are why? Why do people got to be like that? I don't know, man. But. Other than that, we've had a really good week. And even those things didn't really, like, 
get us down, you know? I don't well, know. Well, they super got me down. Oh, well, not me. <laughs> well, I, mean, I was trying to be did, very, but... like, encouraging and, like, it's well, going to work out. And I, Yeah, obviously it bothered me, but, like, we're fine. We're not, like, down in the dumps about those things happening to us because we had a good week otherwise, you know? And our bank is on top of it and figuring out and getting us our money back, so... But we it's had to fine. cancel our debit cards, and our new debit cards won't be here till this week. We this have, week, like, so can't spend any money. Yeah, we literally, yeah, we like so. have no no way to spend money. So that's yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's fine. Don't it's fine. Yeah, I know. We're doing I good, know. and today was really good. It's Easter. We got to have a early dinner with all of Zach's family and his aunts and uncles and grandma and. All the cousins. Forrest had such a fun time and they did an egg hunt and played. It was so fun and the food was good and yeah, it was just, it was a good day. So, and yesterday was a pretty good day too. We got to get Forrest a little Iron Man thing. Yeah. Um, And he was very happy about that. So, I have an interesting observation from this week or something that happened to me or a realization. I don't know really what it is, but. I was telling Hannah this earlier, um, but well, let me just tell you now. You know how, like, you know how I'm really good at complaining? Yeah. <laughs> you are too. But, I know. Okay. We're both really good at complaining. <laughs> You're so rude. You <laughs> are too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm good at complaining kind of in private, <laughs> you know? Like, I don't complain in public. Well, you complain to, like, our roommates. Our roommates, yeah, but that's still in private. And, like, to your family and, you know, like... Well, yeah, sometimes to, uh, about some coworkers. things to my family. <laughs> and about some work things to my coworkers. But that's generally... What I'm saying is, you know, with, like, for real, I was, like, freaking out because I was like, oh, my gosh, someone's going to steal our identity. Like, our 401k is going to be gone. We've got all these hospital bills coming up and Hannah's gallstone and the yeah, it's just like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I our life is falling apart. And so I posted something on a private group that I'm a part of on Facebook that I wouldn't have posted on my main page um, because I don't really feel like I have um, the ability to complain or like it's not really beneficial or, you know, like I don't really want people's pity um, and it's like a larger range of people too. Right. The people that like don't really understand you to the extent that you would want if you're complaining, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I was like, oh guys, all this terrible stuff happened and I don't know what to do. Um, and our car needs like a $1,800 repair and I'm just like, oh, why does everything suck? And so I was just complaining there a little bit. And some of the guys asked me for my email address so they could send me some money. And I thought about it for a long time. And I was like, I can't just complain and then ignore them. So, and then I thought like, oh, guys, no, I don't need your money. Everything's going to work out. We're going to be fine. Like, because these people wanted to help out. And it's very difficult for me to receive help. Or like, do you know what I mean, Hannah? Yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like a pride thing. It is a pride thing. And I would probably feel the same way in that situation. Like, no, you know, I'm not like asking for money, <laughs> but I think that it's very kind that they wanted to do that. 
Yeah, so I sent them my email address and they PayPal'd me some money and I was just like flabbergasted. Is that a, is that the correct term? I think so. Well, and so then then it made me think about like how and and we'll get into the community habits thing in a little bit, but it made me think a little bit how our community and the way that we perceive community either it it makes us hold back things um and a lot of times we need help and, and you don't really want to you ask don't really want to ask for help or you don't want to admit that you need help and you want to pretend like everything's okay and like everything's fine all the time and just post some fun pictures of you and your family and then it made me think of like we're trying to be real with the podcast and we're trying to be real on social media and authentic and whatever i mean we really are but i it's a, it's a cliche now um but then we still like we still hide hide some stuff because we don't feel like we can actually be vulnerable and open because then what if like people want to engage with us what if people like want to be involved in the low parts of life too and help us out and we kind of put up this facade that everything's going all right and then we I don't know about that I mean I I I didn't mean to interrupt you I'm just like that's I don't really agree with that I don't think that it is necessarily putting up a facade I think that it's like choosing who you let into those parts of your life you know and I don't I don't I don't know. Like, we don't know most of the people that listen to the podcast. Not like we're trying to be fake or like put up something, but it's like there's some things that like I just don't want to share with everybody. Like, because I don't think that everybody should be let into those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they don't have the privilege to be involved in that. Yeah. Like, they don't. It's like for a lot. Well, I'll talk about for my personal Instagram. Like, there's. A lot of people on there that I know they're the only reason they're following me is for their own personal entertainment, you know, and I kind of hate that it that's what it is for them. Like they like seeing cute pictures and pretty pictures of nature and they like seeing, you know, my hair or like, I don't know what it is, but it's I know that there's people that are like following for that reason alone. But then there are probably a small percentage of people that actually really care about me and like I mean as much as you can through the internet but like care about like what is really going on because of the when I am real with stuff those kinds of people reach out to me and talk to me about it you know and start a conversation so in that sense if someone did that I would be like open to sharing like what's going on in my heart or like really personal stuff about us you know because that's someone that's taking the time to reach out and like you know do you know what I mean so like when people I guess that I feel a lot differently about the podcast, though, because... Well, I'm not talking about the podcast. I'm just talking about the fact that in this stage of life, it's very difficult to find community. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a, a very important part of community is being able to admit that you need help and then accepting that help. Mm-hmm. And that's not always financial. And I'd say that yeah. th- that's... Mostly like, it's not it, Mostly it's not financial. Um, but... Um, I, I don't think that a lot of people want to engage in community like that. And sometimes a lot, a lot of times I don't because I would like to keep my private life private and I don't and want because of pride. Well, yeah. And it's a, I mean, it is a pride thing. 
but I also think like I just want to like have uh, like different uh like these are my work friends the yeah. like put people Carp- into compartmentalize compartmentalize classic yeah and so all that to say is that i am learning some things and i think that i have some bad habits when it comes to being involved in a community hmm. so which brings us to the main topic habits part two so we have been reading this book called The Power of Habit. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's pretty good. I It's 10 hours long when you're listening to it. And I'm about 90% of the way through with it. And I asked Hannah to read some of it so that we could kind of talk about it. Because the last book that we read on habits was just... It was only about like bad habits and like addictive, like like addicts. Like the, was, the habits. I that, still really liked it though. Well, I liked the stuff that we talked about right, from it. Right. But this book is a little bit different. It it kind of covers the psychology behind habits. Yeah, it's from really interesting. A consumer mindset in part of the book. Um, like there's a lot of examples with companies and lo- advertisers. Advertisers and personal stories of people and it's a really good book it reads like a story Um, yeah it's an easy read so i would definitely recommend reading it but what are some of the things that you learned from that or that you want to talk Um, about i took some well screenshots of the pages that i wanted to talk about because i read it on kindle i don't i can't learn really like zach learns audibly i can't learn like that like i don't feel like i retain i have to like go back and read stuff sometimes multiple times though i don't really like the audiobooks as much i like it when it's like a story but anyways um this okay the the first thing that i will share is four facts about habits that this book listed number one habits save brain effort habits let us perform routines automatically so we don't have to think about every single task or decision habits free up our prefrontal cortex for complex thoughts while other routines are running on autopilot. This is why we can plan out our day while brushing our teeth. Ooh, interesting. So brushing your teeth would be a habit and you're able to plan out your day and it free up some brain space. Like, like for instance, when I'm driving to work, um, when, I, when I do drive to work, I sometimes get to work and then I'm like, wait a second, I don't remember driving here. Or sometimes... Mm-hmm. I'll be ready to go home at lunch and I forget if I rode my bike or if I drove because <laughs> it's just like habit. I you just got, got there, there somehow. I, I don't know how I got there. Uh, I just got there. Or like your morning routine. Uh, a lot of morning routines are great um, because everything is the same and it's just a good way to start your day. And I used to have a good morning routine and now, now I don't. Um, but that allows for you to like free up some brain space. So ba- habits aren't always bad. Habits mm-hmm. can be good and you can replace bad habits with good habits mm-hmm. because the brain craves um, th- some sort of like structure that we have like normal cravings. He talked a little bit about. Wait, I haven't read the four facts yet. Oh, okay, okay. That okay, was just yeah. number one. Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Number two, habits are diverse. Cues can be almost anything 
Routines can be simple or complex and rewards can vary from physical pleasure to emotions. Oh, this, I didn't screenshot this page, but in the beginning he talks about how um, there are three parts to a habit, the cue, the routine, and the reward. So like the cue is the thing that like, is like the trigger that sets off you wanting to do your habit, like sets off like I need a drink right now, or I need to go do this. I need to go to this, whatever routine is how it plays out. And then the reward is what you get out of it or what you feel you get out of it. So, um, so yeah. And then, uh, even for the same routine, individuals may have very different cues and rewards, which is interesting. So like for, um, I don't want to only talk about addict stuff, but I just, it's just like easy for me to just think of that. Like for an alcoholic, like the, the cue for one alcoholic could be like a fight with your spouse. And then the cue for someone else could be like something totally different. And then the, the reward, some people drink to like, to some people drink to remember some people (laughs) drink to forget. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So some people drink to escape what their situation is or, you know, whatever. And so that's their reward is the escape or the perceived escape. And other people might have totally different rewards for that. So I thought that was really interesting. And that makes sense even with like my habits too. Um, number three, sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah. So I think we'll come back to like the cute, that, that whole cycle and how we can kind of reverse our habits Yeah. Um, in a little bit. But what are the, the next two? Number three, habits can form both with and without our awareness. Habits can develop whenever a cue, routine, reward sequence occurs repeatedly. We can construct habits deliberately, but they can also form unconsciously. Because habits work with the brain on autopilot, we are often unaware that a habit is forming or driving our behavior. That's like they say it takes 22 days to form a habit. So if you're trying to make something a habit... Apparently, the science behind it, well, I haven't seen the science behind it, but a lot, everybody says that if you do something every day for 22 days, then it is a habit in your brain and you will be able to do it naturally. <laughs> so I don't know about that. But number four, habits are persistent. Habits are encoded in the basal ganglia and persist even when we want to get, when we want to get rid of them. But change is possible. Chapter three, the golden rule of habit change will explain how to change a habit. (laughs) So those are the four facts about habits. So with like the habit loop, um, the cue or the trigger and then the routine and then the reward, like we talked about before, a lot of times habits are, they stem from kind of something that, that is not the actual habit. Mm-hmm. Like you drinking water is not just because you love to drink water. Yeah. You drinking water in social situations is because you feel awkward and you feel like there's an awkward silence. You have and to be doing something. You have to be doing something. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a avoidance of awkward, awkwardness. Yeah. So that is the cue is like something awkward, mm-hmm. a moment of silence and then you, the routine or just feeling uncomfortable like i don't know how to like enter the conversation or like any like uncomfortableness i did it even today at easter dinner i i noticed myself doing it at one point i was like oh i hate myself I'm well kidding. and that's and that's not necessarily like a bad bad habit i it's know just but i it's just habit. i know that the reason that i'm doing it is bad it's like i well maybe it's not bad that i feel uncomfortable but i 
I am having a little bit of social anxiety at that point and I wish that I wasn't, I guess. But anyways. So here's a habit of mine and I'll give you the the cue, the trigger, and then the routine and then the reward. When I get home from work and I'm hanging out with Forrest, I try to avoid the kitchen and the living room um, because I know that it is not clean. And then when I put him down and I head out there, I'm immediately triggered. And that's a dumb word because it's been hijacked by some people um, to mean something else. But my my cue is that I see that the all of the dishes are sitting in the dishwasher. Or and let me just say that we live with another family, so it's not all me. I'm yeah, I'm not. I'm just that. like letting yeah, other yeah, people yeah, know yeah. that you're not just complaining about me because no. it's not just me. So and we have and we, both of us have toddlers and we're very busy. Like, yeah. So, um, but when I see that all of the dishes are out or in the sink or something like that, that is like my cue and. I angry clean angry clean <laughs> yeah that's what Hannah calls it I just call it cleaning <laughs> but it's angry cleaning you know it's angry you just don't talk to me when I'm cleaning you're in a bad mood though that's why I don't talk to you because you're in a bad mood while you're cleaning right and my reward is that hopefully I'll be able to relax and then enjoy the rest of the night um, and the routine is that I'm cleaning and so a lot of times the reward or some part about the reward is that's actually what we're looking for through the habit. Mm-hmm. So drinking water um, would be, you know, you're you're trying to clear up or avoid an uncomfortable or a, an awkward situation, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll say that. And so if you can recognize your cue and you can recognize your reward, then you can change your routine. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what the book is about. And he talks a lot about willpower. He tells the story of this guy who grew up with his, his parents were crack addicts and his dad overdosed one day and um, he died. And then, oh, no, his no, I'm I'm getting the story mixed up. Read the book. Okay. But this... This kid grew up and his parents had extremely bad habits and he recognized that. And because they didn't spend a lot of time with him and he dropped out of high school and he couldn't hold down a job because he would just freak out um, whenever anyone got mad at him or frustrated or upset at him. Um, He couldn't hold down a job at McDonald's. And he got fired for yelling at people through the drive through line and throwing chicken nuggets at them. Oh, and gosh, chicken nuggets sound good. Eventually, he got hired to be a barista at Starbucks. And Starbucks has this training program where they focus a lot on willpower. And six months, uh, no, six years after he got fired from McDonald's, he was the manager of two stores with around 40 employees under him that that grossed around two million dollars a year working at Starbucks because he had changed his habits he had changed the way that he reacted and he had learned willpower 
Um, and so willpower is something that you need to have in order to change your habits. Because if you don't have willpower, even if you recognize your cue and you understand your reward or what you're looking for, um, you still won't be able to change your habit unless you have willpower to do that. What What's that saying that your dad always says? Um, Pain first. <laughs> yeah, well, he always says... Um delayed gratification he has so many of his things but delayed gratification is one of them and pain first yeah Yeah, so delayed gratification if we can delay gratification a little bit like there was a study that was done where these kids they were four years old and went in the marshmallows yeah with the marshmallows and they there was a bowl of marshmallows and they were told if they waited then they could have two marshmallows no if they oh wait was it i thought that they had like they put one out and they said, if if you, eat, if you eat this one, that's all you get. But if you wait, then you can have two. Right. Yeah. And they found out that like even after these kids had grown up and gone to high school, they re-interviewed them and they followed them and they, they found that the people, the kids who could delay the gratification a little bit longer than the kids who immediately just ate the one marshmallow and caved in, um, that their lives were more productive. They got higher SAT scores. Um, they were, they did less drugs than the rest of the kids. Um, in the study, um, they were able to get into colleges more easily. Um, and a lot of them held down jobs while they were in high school, while the rest of them could not hold down jobs. They had a low GPA, low SAT scores and had very uh, a difficulty getting into college because they lacked willpower from an early age. And that could be the whole nature versus nurture thing, but it is a discipline that is learned and is a discipline that's needed in order to change habits. And so some habits that would make you a more productive person, generally these are what are called keystone habits. Is like people who wake up early are generally more productive. Um, People who wake up early are generally um, more healthy. People who work out generally eat healthier and work out earlier um, or wake up earlier. And there's just like some general keystone habits that some people have and other people don't have. And these habits generally make them more productive. So all this to say, I don't know. Um. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting about the reward, the book defines the reward as the successful outcome of a routine. The reward provides confirmation that the habit loop is worth remembering and repeating. So it's like it's a thing in your brain, you know, when you get that reward, that is what is making it it makes it memorable so your your brain you subconsciously remember like oh i got a good outcome from this this is something to recreate you know and that's like what keeps the habit going but the thing is i'm thinking about this like i remember when i tried to make running a habit and i like really got into it for a while and then i was sick for like a week and i just like stopped running after that and it was like it was just one week. And then I was like, I fell out of it and I wasn't doing it anymore. But for that whole time, I felt so good and I had more energy and I was like 
being healthier, even though in the very beginning, I hated it so much. I hated it. But I was trying to like make myself like it or make it into a habit. And by like what before I quit running, I really liked it. But it was because of the reward of feeling good, having more energy. And I knew that I was making myself healthier by doing it. And so that was what was telling my brain, okay, this is your reward. When you do this, this is your reward. So that was what, like, it really was a brain thing, you know, because I literally, like, if I think about running right now, I have no desire to do it. If I started and then got to that point where I was like, this is a good thing, this is your reward, then I could probably keep going. You know what I mean? Like, that's just so weird to me. It's really like, it's all in your head, really. Yeah, it is. But some people set physical rewards for themselves based on their habits. So if they're trying to learn a new habit or replace a bad habit with a good habit, they sometimes have to trick themselves into uh, doing that habit. It's like potty training. Like a lot of people have said that like when you're potty training to, well, not a lot of people, a couple people, because I don't think that this is actually the way to do it. But they've said if you like give them a like a jelly bean every time that they go, on the potty, then they're going to want to get that jelly bean and they're going to want to go on the potty, you know? And Right, because it's a little hard to explain like a mm-hmm. sense of satisfaction or yeah. completion to a two year old. Yeah, like this is how you grow up. You go potty on the toilet. And they're like, Yes, I did it. Yeah. I get a jelly bean. Yeah. The jelly bean is the actual reward. Yeah, that's what they're excited about. So you have to you have to train them somehow to let them know that this is a good thing and they get the reward of a sense of accomplishment maybe it is worth trying the jelly bean thing i don't know forrest loves jelly beans every time he goes to the bathroom he asks i know he's like 20 years old mom (laughs) jelly bean (laughs) he like sends us a message from college um i went on the potty like 14 times today so (laughs) you owe me 14 jelly beans (laughs) Uh, so If you want to change your habits or you want to start a new habit, like if you want to start working out, in the book it says that you should set some cues that would remind you that you want to work out. And this would kind of encourage you... um, Like setting your running shoes out or putting your... I don't know. That's the only one that I could think of. I think that's the one that the book used. Yeah. Setting your running clothes or your shoes out or putting your your running shoes on as soon as you get out of bed in the morning or after you take a shower, you just put on your clothes, which I don't know why you would take a shower before you put on, before you go running, but... Yeah, that would be silly. Um, so some there's some physical cues, but some of the... A lot of cues for emotional habits... Or emotionally rewarded habits, um, their emotional cues also. So like for smoking, it could be boredom or it could be when you're stressed or something like that. And so that's not a, that's not a physical like external thing. It's an internal thing. But as long as you learn to recognize what your cues are for your bad habits, um, you can recognize those cues and then try to replace that bad habit with a good habit. So like scrolling on your phone, why do we do it? It definitely is a habit of both mine and yours. Mm-hmm. Why do you do it? Um, well, I actually haven't just been like mindlessly scrolling lately because I've been busy with other stuff, but still on my phone, but it's like 
stuff I have to do. But for scrolling, it's like it really is for entertainment. Some like I guess it's like if I'm bored, I will pull out my phone. I'll I'm sure to find something that can give me like a second of entertainment, which is just so silly. But I guess that is probably the basis for it. Otherwise, I'll just like play a game on my phone or something. Yeah, for me, it's boredom or um, like some. I'm looking for some sort of distraction mm-hmm. from whatever's yeah, going on. Yeah, distraction or boredom. Yeah, definitely. And so, if I could recognize that cue, if I could recognize, oh, I'm bored, and then um, instead of pulling out my phone, create a new habit, a better habit, like a good being habit, productive. Yeah, a productive habit. Um, how? How would I go about doing that, I guess? Mm. And what would my reward be? I don't be? know. Well, I think the re- reward would be, like, getting stuff done. Because, like, this last week, I've been, like, working a lot on, um, like, stuff for essential oils stuff. Because I've been doing classes and emailing a lot of people and stuff. So, I there have been a couple times when I'm, like... I can pull out my phone. I can watch Netflix. Like when, like today when Forrest was going to take a nap, I was like, I have my phone and I was like ready to just like lay down and, and, you know, just veg out and like be on my phone and watch something, which is what I used to do. And then I was like, or I could do something that I know that I have to get done and I could use this time to do that instead and be productive. And then so I've been like trying to choose that more. And I think that the, the cue because that is like it's almost like I need I feel like I need to to rest but it wasn't like it was a rough morning emotionally or anything like that so I was like okay I don't need to like rest my brain right now I can do something so that was like my cue was like normally I would rest here but I don't need to right now it's almost like the cue is like Forrest laying down for a nap do you know what I mean like the cue is like Forrest lays down for a nap. okay I've got a few minutes here or an hour or two what am I gonna do yeah so it's like, which, what could I do? And usually I have to, I don't, you decide at the beginning of the nap because you can't do that much, you know? So I guess the reward was being productive and, you know, hopefully being a little bit more successful in my business endeavors than if I would have just, you know, done nothing or watched a s- stupid show that I don't really care about or just scrolled on my phone. So that's the reward. You get something done. Right. In that case. So when I'm bored and instead of pulling out my phone, there's a ton of different things that I could do. Um, I could there and there's a ton of things that I want to do. And I say that I don't have time. for. Yeah, I do the same thing. Like like, we have no time anymore. But then sometimes at night we're both just like laying in our bed, scrolling on our phone or like doing stuff on our phones. Yeah. You watching videos, me playing, you know. Wheel of Fortune. It's <laughs> <laughs> so fun. <laughs> well, okay. So, okay. This is what I think I'm I'm going to do. Next time I feel boredom or, you know, I'm going to write down a couple of my habits throughout the week. Bad habits, good habits, um, you know, pointless habits or whatever, productive habits. And I'm going to see how I can make those habits better by trying to find out what the cue is and then trying to find out what the reward is, and then using that cue and to to do something productive or something better. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes like snacking, I'm just snacking because I'm bored. Yeah. 
and maybe I could go on a run instead. Yeah. I, I actually like running. Mm, I just I know. don't have the self, self-discipline to do it. And, yeah. I like riding my bike more. Mm-hmm. But there's so many better diff- better things that I could do with my time. And we all have 24 hours in the day. And all of us have habits, um, bad habits and good habits. So we can try to change those habits. There's, I don't know if I should have like br- brought this up before. Maybe I should have. But there, this is really interesting from the book and I just wanted to share it. Um, it's more about like the brain side behind habits but there is a um study with rats and they there was like a maze and at the end of the maze was chocolate and so the rats um when they heard the click of the door i think it was the click of the door um when they heard the click of the door like and then like the door was open it made a clicking noise and then they would went they went to find the chocolate because that they knew they were looking for something they could probably smell it so they did this a lot of times with the same rats and they used like these tiny little probes to monitor the brain activity as they like went through the maze and um so like the first time they were like wandering and sniffing and you know going all over like they didn't know where the chocolate was they just knew that they wanted to find it because they could smell it so they repeated it lots of times and the, they oops, they came up with three things that they noticed. The first was the rats became faster at finding the chocolate every time the same rat went through the same maze. The second was the rats stopped exploring and automatically went for the chocolate so they remembered where it was. And then the third, which is this is the most interesting to me, is the rats' mental activity decreased as the beca- behavior became automatic. Right. We autopilot a yeah. lot of our habits. Autopilot, like you going to, like you didn't know how you got to work. And that is crazy because I, I feel like habits like were created to be like a positive thing to put like, you know, less stress or work on your brain, you know, so you, you get this habit and you've got like a shortcut. You're that brain activity is just lowered so you can use that brain activity for something else but it's like used for so many other bad things when we have bad habits do you know what i mean and and marketers use the use our habits yes. and they market to our habits that was the other thing the habit was um okay they it was like a toothpaste company like way back in the day like before people used toothpaste and like regularly brushed their teeth like i don't I didn't screenshot the page that says what year it was, but it was a long time ago. And they are trying to get this, like this toothpaste company was trying to get this really good advertising guy back in the day to advertise their toothpaste. And he was like, I do not know how to, like, nobody wants to use toothpaste. Well, he denied it like three times. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. And he he didn't want to do it because he's like, people don't even use toothpaste. So basically he like, he would study human habits and figure out how to make people based on like habits that many humans have how to make them want to buy this product but um but anyways in toothpaste there's a foaming agent that you don't need is completely unnecessary made up of chemicals that do do nothing for your teeth really and and they well they put it on it but how he marketed toothpaste was by creating a habit for people to rub their tongue against their their teeth teeth and feel the film on there which is it's a natural film it it all well it just comes from eating food 
Like, right. But you can get rid of the film yeah. just by eating an apple. Or, or by brushing your teeth without toothpaste. Yeah. And they, so it's like, not the toothpaste that's getting the film off, but he used that. And he said something like, fancy ladies don't have film on their teeth. And then the toothpaste was selling because he said, because he was talking about that, you know, and they're like, oh, I have film on my teeth. I need this toothpaste. I can't have film on my teeth. That's gross. Well, the cue was film on the teeth and the Mm -hmm. reward was being a more beautiful person. Yeah. And fancier lady. Yeah. Or more fancy lady or something like that. And so then every time someone would feel the film on their teeth, they'd be like, oh my gosh, I've got to brush my teeth. I've got to buy this toothpaste and Mm -hmm. I've got to brush my teeth so that I can be a more beautiful beautiful person person, um, or a healthier person or whatever. And that's the way that a lot of the marketing works. Mm -hmm. Um, And they, they also said like, well, with the toothpaste that like they, even with like the way products work, like shampoo and um toothpaste and many soaps don't need as much of the foam as they have especially shampoo and i mean toothpaste doesn't need any but a shampoo doesn't either and the the thing that that's the thing that convinces people that it works you know so like when we switch to like our the natural toothpaste we're using now and like the more natural shampoo it like at first it felt like it wasn't working and it made us want to go back to the stuff that we love but this quote um was about that it said consumers need some kind of signal that a product is working we can make toothpaste taste like anything and as long as it has a cool tingle people feel like their mouth is clean the tingling doesn't make the toothpaste work any better just convinces people it's doing the job so so yeah it builds on that like reward factor and they're Mm -hmm. like oh okay i've got you know cleaner teeth i feel fresh and like when i breathe in it's like cold Mm -hmm. like that's the reward And that is like something to think about too when just the way that we're advertised to by these companies every day, you know, like what's the, there's like a statistic you see like a million ads by your 12th birthday or something like that. I don't know what it is, but the all, they study this kind of stuff and it's all to like make money because they know that humans have these habits and they know that humans want these certain rewards and they know that certain things are going to trigger them into wanting this product. So think about that next time you see something and think, I need that. Like Instagram, think about Instagram advertising. Like that's like a whole nother thing. But like when you see those moms that are like, are they're posting their kids and it's head to toe, some kind of fancy whatever and all their things are tagged and they're saying oh their shirt is from here and their pants are from here blah 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 you like certain people see that and they think i want that because this popular mom blogger has her kid dressed in this and that is the cue the cue is this mom has her kid in it i want to be a popular mom blogger i want to be cool i want my kid to be cute i need to buy this and that the companies know that when they send these mom bloggers the products they know that that's going to get them that's why they send them to influencers or people with a lot of following so think about that also yeah if you don't take advantage of your habits and recognize your cues then someone else will mhm i was thinking of that yeah seriously okay so i i'll recommend this later but i have ad blocker installed on my computer and I just got a free computer for Hannah from pretty cool. my work. Um, they were getting rid of a lot of stuff. So I got one for her. I like it. And she does not have ad blocker installed. And Well, we were, now I do. 
Well, now you do. Yeah. But she was scrolling on Facebook and I was seeing all these ads and I was like, that's so obnoxious and distracting and annoying. And then we were watching something on Hulu or where where were we watching it? Was it a video? Yeah. I think it was just on Facebook. No, CW. Oh, yeah. We were watching iZombie on CW. Yeah. And they have commercials like every 10 minutes that you can't skip or anything like that. And you can't rewind. And it was just this same, same Toyota Corolla commercial. Oh, yeah. And I was watching, we watched it probably like six or seven times. And I was just so annoyed by the end. Of the commercial and thinking like there was some really dumb stuff in the commercial like Mm -hmm. say goodbye to safe harbors and then in the end of the video it was like voted number one safety car in America (laughs) or something you know okay you're all right you can't market to all these people but it was like adventure escape what what was the tagline break the mold I don't know what it was but it was was all about like like, adventure uh, explore Corolla and I was like (laughs) something like that. adventure explore corolla that's like a my mom has that car you know and that's their fancy Does car she? uh no she has an avalon oh yeah okay but um <laughs> i was just thinking like they're trying to reach this circuit certain market yeah they are and they are using and exploiting the idea of adventure or um you know whatever um to try to get you to buy this car so that you can take adventures in it and you can go and see mm-hmm. these places. And so next time you hear the word adventure, you're going to think Corolla. That is their idea behind the yeah. campaign. But that's so sneaky and so dumb. Yeah. And a Corolla is not even a great car for exploring. And like the the other thing that just really gets me is like the whole beauty industry and I mean not so much the fashion industry but like the beauty industry and like how much they edit their photos and blah 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 blah, all that like the airbrushing and it's interesting to think of it for like after reading this book they know that like the cue for many people is seeing these models with perfect skin and that are really beautiful and everything and thinking I want that hence I need that product and it's making like the like they are making people feel bad about themselves to make money and it it's because they've studied the habits they they know people's habits and that's so sad to me and it makes me so mad well the cue (sighs) is not feeling pretty and the reward is I'm going to be more pretty but and the routine the is buying that. Yes, that's yeah. why CoverGirl hired uh, Katy Perry to do their mm-hmm. ad, and they will get like I don't know that just like it makes me so mad after reading this because I know that there's so many people that think that they're not good enough because they don't look like this person. You know, I was a teenage girl once. You know, I know these things. You feel these things, and you think if I have this product. I will be pretty or I will be skinny or I will be this. And it's just so sad to me because they have studied the psychological effects of all this and they know exactly what they're doing and they don't care. They're doing it because they want to make money. And it's so that's so well. And a lot of times the advertisements, they have a negative effect or what they would say is an unintended consequence. So Mm -hmm. when all of the models are like anorexically thin then all of the teenage girls are seeing this and seeing that like this is a really pretty girl 
And instead of buying whatever the product is, they develop eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Like that's a negative habit. And then the cue is um, seeing an advertisement or seeing, you know. Yeah. And so we see all of these advertisements and we have all of these cues in our daily lives that could create really negative, really bad habits. And a lot of them are subconscious because our brain just goes on autopilot. We're like, see it, want it buy it mm-hmm. and one then more thing like, about the sorry one more thing about the beauty thing that's why it's becoming more and more popular for like there's a lot of celebrities that are like sharing their no makeup selfies and stuff and i think that's really cool of them to do that because they obviously have a large following and it, it, people get to see them like when they don't have a whole makeup and hair crew that's already worked on them you know and i think that's really cool and that's like a big thing to do but that's just it's not really about habits sorry i just had to throw that in there about the beauty industry but back to habits back to habits let's recognize our cues and then change them there was one more thing that i read in the book that i thought was really interesting and it was about it's back to like the the shortening the shortcuts of the brain but it was a guy who had had an accident of some or no he got a disease a a brain viral brain virus (laughs) bacterial brain virus and basically it ate away the part of his brain that had his memories so he could remember everything like 10 years and beyond so like 10 years ago and before that but for like the past 10 years he couldn't remember anything he didn't even know like how why he got sick or anything and he couldn't remember anything even like after a couple minutes after it had happened so that he had moved to a new house, him and his wife had moved to a new house and he, you know, he didn't, he couldn't tell you like where to get things like this is over here. The bathroom is this way. He didn't know where the kitchen was or yeah, where the bathroom he was. He didn't know where it was, but when he needed to go get food or when he needed to use the toilet, he could walk there because he had done it before and it's like his brain was on autopilot. Isn't that crazy? Right. And it's like, how can he do this? It's because his brain was rewiring. He couldn't remember. He couldn't tell you how he did it. It's his brain is the habit. Like, I need to do this. My feet will get me there because my brain knows how to do it. But I couldn't tell you how to do it. Isn't that crazy? Right. Our brains are so cool. The interviewer would ask him, where's the kitchen? And he'd be Mm -hmm. like, um, I don't know. And then they'd say, what would you do if you were hungry? And he walks into the kitchen and grabs a, some peanut butter and mm-hmm. starts eating it. It's like Kevin on the office when he's like, how many pies would it be if you did this? And then he's like, he said the number perfectly. And then they're like, what if that were salads? And he's like, uh, well, uh, carry the one and uh, blah, 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 blah. Do you know uh, what I the, mean? The math just doesn't work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's totally not the same thing, but it made me think of that. Yeah. It, well, and it is kind of crazy because we we put our brains on autopilot. And there there's some good things to put your brain on autopilot for. Like if you can cut out decisions in your life by simplifying and minimizing, then you can allow your brain to free up some space and think about things that actually matter more mm-hmm. than what you're going to wear for the day mm-hmm. so like having a capsule wardrobe that's what was good about that yeah or having all gray t-shirts or just, only owning a hundred items yes <laughs> yes so or um, just having your son pick out your outfit <laughs> yep yeah he does they all match so. i know it's perfect you basically have a capsule wardrobe but yeah. just all the time yeah so i think that like those kind of habits are good because they free up our brain space but there's other kind of habits that aren't good and we sometimes aren't unaware of them because we just do them automatically. Mm-hmm. 
And so we should spend some time trying to figure out why we're doing it. And like what your good habits are versus what your bad habits are. Because you could be doing some really good things on autopilot that, like Zach said, are good and that that is saving you time and brain space. And then you mean, I mean, obviously everybody has their bad habits too, but figure out what those are and what the cues and triggers are for the bad habits and think of how you can change that yeah and also like with the like phone scrolling thing i know we've talked about this a lot and we talked about how it's a problem of comparison but that's not the heart of the problem the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart and that's a lack of contentment or discontentment um and so comparing yourselves to others um and scrolling on your phone in order to like see how you compare to others or something like that that the phone is not the problem and scrolling is not the problem. The problem is something deeper. It's mm-hmm. a deeper issue. And so you can change the habit, but you still have to deal with the issue. The issue is still there. Like whether it's boredom or whether it's discontentment or whether it's unhappiness or jealousy or anger or, you know, whatever it is, you're still going to have to deal with that eventually. But you're you can change your habits. Mm-hmm. And maybe recognizing your cues and understanding what your rewards are um, and doing a little bit more of a deeper thinking, deep thinking about what your habits are and why you have those habits would be very beneficial for you, even more beneficial than just changing the bad habit because the habit is just an external sign of something that's happening internally. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I was just preaching. Yeah, you talked a lot. Sorry. That's right. It was good. I didn't preach this Sunday. Gotta get it out somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, until... Oh, no. Recommendations. Okay. Tricked you. I have some, I think. I do not have a joke, however. Okay, well, I'll go Adblock Plus or Adblock Premium or whatever. You can get it on your phone. And you can... You, they have content blockers for your phone. So you can have ad blocker installed on your phone. Um, you can have social media blocker installed. Um, you can have Facebook uh, clean upper, um, which it just cleans up your Facebook thing. These are all Safari extensions, but I'm pretty sure the ad block works on all browsers. And you can install that as an extension and clear up those ads so you stop seeing them. And, uh, yeah, it just makes everything like so much more nice. And you're like, oh, this is the way the internet should be where I'm not bombarded with stuff that I don't care about at all, or I'm not tempted to buy stuff that I don't really need. My next two recommendations are both music recommendations. They came out on Good Friday, which by the way, happy Easter. He has risen. He has risen indeed. I was wondering if you were going to get me on that. You got to do that with like the handshake he has and the risen. double. Oh, the, the you got to hand- do that with like the handshake and then like the, the, like the two handed handshake. Like you're shaking and you're like supporting your other hand with the, like the other person's hand with your, your other hand. So it's like really heartfelt double handshake. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's a cheesy thing, but for some reason I love it. Um, and there was a, there was an old man in our church this morning well he's always there (laughs) but um we were sitting behind him he's bald and he turned around to me and he said 
hey, just let me know if my hair gets in the way. Oh, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes me grandpa And then Norman. I shook his hand and he was like, he has risen. And yeah. Well, anyways. Sorry. Getting back to my next two recommendations. They're both music recommendations. And they came out on Friday. Bishop Briggs' album dropped on Good Friday. And it is really good. Um, there's... Yeah, it's really good, so you should go check it out. It's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, it's wherever you buy music. But more importantly, Titus's album yes. officially is that on iTunes. That was going to be mine. And it is available for purchase and download. It's on Bandcamp, and it's on Spotify now, too. So go buy his album. It is seriously so to it. good. It is, yeah. It's so good. It's really good. You su- you should subscribe to him on Spotify. Is that what they do on Spotify? Subscribe? Yeah, you click follow. Yeah, you should do that. And he ha- he has, like, a personal thing, like, his own Spotify. It's not that. It's, like, the make, make sure it's the music one with, like, albums and stuff. But it's really, really good. And uh, that is also my recommendation. Good. All right. Do you have your joke? That's not my only recommendation. Oh, okay. I'm all done with are my you? recommendations. Hey, okay. can we turn the SAS level down? You are just 25% like running this show. And I am just trying to make my place in the world. Well, let your place be known. <laughs> okay. There's a video. <laughs> this is my other my my other recommendation. I have one more after this. There's a video and I'm going to look up the title right now and it is I don't know what the title is, but it is a man it's an old man trying to say buttery flaky crust. He's in like a commercial with his wife and he's eating. I'm guessing it's like a chicken pot pie or something and they're both eating and he cannot say it for whatever reason he keeps on saying buttery flavored crust or buttery crispy crust. <laughs> Or buttery, fla- buttery, flaky, crisp. It's like he says every combination of the words except for what he needs to. And his wife is sitting next to him and she is getting so mad at him. And every time he tries again, she's like mouthing the words right next to him. It is so funny. And you guys need to look it up and watch it. I've watched it so many times and it just warms my heart so much because it reminds me of my great grandparents. And I, they're just very cute. And it's so they're just having fun with it. But she's getting so mad. She always says, Jack. <laughs> because that's his name and she gets so mad at him but that is my other one and then one more is i'm just going to recommend the shampoo that we've been using the natural shampoo it's from young living it is lavender mint shampoo and conditioner and i really like it it is it took a a little bit to get used to it because it doesn't foam as big as the dove shampoo that i am used to and that i really love it it is not a large foaming product but it is very it gets my hair really clean it feels really clean and it's like tingly because of the mint and i really really like it so that's my other recommendation is that shampoo or you know just switching to a natural shampoo that's not filled with foaming chemicals you know and synthetic fragrances you know whatever yeah god knows i hate synthetic fragrances good i'm glad i am trying to find like a a Okay, I I got one. (laughs) I don't know if I might have actually told this one, but what do you are we are we ready for the joke? We are so ready. Okay. (laughs) I have like two funny ones here. Okay. Um, What do you call ninety nine rabbits stepping backwards? I don't know. A receding hairline. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. There's your Easter joke. 
All right. Well, okay. until next week, we hope that you guys have a wonderful week and identify your cues and rewards and your rewards rewards oh rewards 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 Mm -hmm. and let us know what you think about this episode yeah we'll be we'll answer some of the questions that we've gotten on um next week because we've gotten a few emails and stuff so and two voicemails yeah leave us leave us more voicemails yeah we like it yeah and yep that's it jack all right bye happy trails see ya don't do that (laughs) i knew it's gonna bug you okay catch you on the flip side happy trails stop Yeah. Pasta.